everyone. Welcome to a new season of the ProHo podcast. A new year, new episodes, and more insight on how to have bigger, better, longer, stronger orgasms. Let's get to the nitty gritty of how to close the orgasm gap once and for all. So what turns you on? Join me, your host Penda, as I speak with experts ranging from AI to psychedelics to technology to uncover how different variables can enhance your arousal and pleasure. We're proho for life over here, okay? Don't forget, so tune in, open your ears and your legs and tap into the infinite ways to turn on your mind, body, and spirit. The holy trifecta, okay? (laughs) On today's episode, our guest is Victoria Stiles, founder of Black Girl Smoke, a platform curated for women of color in the cannabis space to share weed-related stories and advice, gather for smoke sessions, and get educated about the plant so that they feel empowered and see themselves reflected in the marijuana world. We love to see it. So please welcome Victoria. Thank you so much, Penda. Yes, I am beyond ecstatic to be having this conversation because I am such a fan of high sex. It's way superior to tipsy or drunk sex or any other substance, in my humble opinion. But I wanted to start off by saying when I get high, my body and mind are much more reactive to stimuli. Food tastes a lot better. Touch feels incredibly tingly. Is this the same for our arousal? Is it heightened? You know, I would say so. And I think that's a really good question, right? But I I would say so. And I don't think that it's that cannabis enhances everything, but I think is that it makes us more mindful and it allows us to be more in tune with what's happening. So a lot of times you'll hear things like, oh, stoners are forgetful. For me anyway, and from my experience is that it turns off the outside world and you're just hyper-focused on whatever activity you're doing. So the water always tastes that way. It's not that like, water shifts its taste, right? But we're now more mindful of the taste. And the same goes with all sorts of touch. So sex might be good when you're not medicated, but in your subconscious, you might have all of these thoughts about your day or like, do I look sexy right now? Is this part bulging? What do I smell like? But when you're medicated, you're really hyper-focused. Your body's really hyper-focused on sensation. So in the most efficient way possible, it sifts away all other distractions so you can spotlight the most pleasurable moments at hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, yeah. I think you really put something into perspective about brain sex, and that's what I love to call it. But I'm a firm believer that your intellect and your emotional triggers really also have to be attended to and need to be stimulated as well in order to have a more holistic sexual experience. And so you prove that they are so interconnected and not mutually exclusive. What I've discovered through my own experimentation and trial and error and lots of curiosity is that our experiences of pleasure change over time due to a variety of factors, stress, menstrual cycle, alcohol, and of course, cannabis. Do these potgasms vary from body to body, mind to mind? I think that, you know, cannabis is a unique medicine because it's going to affect all of us differently. We all have different endocannabinoid Mm -hmm. receptors and we 
Um, we have different lifestyles. And so all of that sort mm -hmm. of we're different heights and weights and all of that affects how the cannabis is going to react to us. But also what affects it is the type of cannabis that it is, what terpenes are in there. So if you're looking to be a little bit more relaxed, you might look for a strain that has caryophylline in it, which is a terpene that also helps calm anxiety. Um, you may also look for something that has THC and CBD so that you're not completely high out of your mind and like over feeling and over like having these super intense sensations, but something that's going to balance and calm you out. So I would say if you've never tried high sex before to like dose low and then see how you feel and build from there. Like I wouldn't go in with like two joints and 25 milligrams. Like I would start. Smoking. Right. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Don't, you know, go ham on the edibles. We've all been there. I'm sure I could tell you a couple stories, <laughs> but for our listeners who are maybe newbies to cannabis, can you explain a little bit more about cannabinoids and terpenes like you had just previously mentioned? So we're all on the same page. Yeah. 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 So we have, there's like, hundreds of cannabinoids, right? That like, we don't know about some, we do know about THC is a main one, CBD. I'm sure um, you've probably heard of CBN right now, by now, um, CBG by now. And so all of those things do different things. THC is what gives you that sort of psychedelic feel that high you're going to feel and hear um, and experience the world in a different way. Um, like mentally. And then I would say that CBD is non-psychoactive. I can't, you know what? I'm not gonna say it's non-psychoactive because like a really high and potent CBD, you can still get like high effects from. Yes. People are out here saying that it's non-psychoactive. It absolutely can be. But in low doses, <laughs> yes. um, CBD is known to help calm anxiety. Um, CBN is normally used to help induce sleep. Um, and then yeah. CBG is really for focus. It's really going to help you. It's something that you want to take or consume in the morning or if you have like a big test day or something like that, like it's really going to help you hone in um, and quiet noise in your mind, but in a different way. Definitely need all of the mind quieting because there is a lot of, I think, self-talk, self-doubt, uh, too much overthinking during sex specifically for myself. So I think we just transport me into this place where like nothing the fuck else matters <laughs> except for this moment. But for women who maybe uh, are a bit more shy about making eye contact or taking initiative during sex, does it make women feel less inhibited or free from shame? Can it help to tell our minds to just shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. So I think that in those situations, if you're like, if you have a hyperactive mind during sex, which I feel like a lot of us women do, I think that going in with the intention, right, that I want to feel and be within my body um, because it does heighten everything. So if you do have anxiety, it does have the, the possibility to heighten the anxiety. But I think if you go into it with the intention um, of I want it to do this, then it will do that. Do you practice yoga? Mm hmm. So, you know, like when you're sitting in class or even at home, when you're just in flow and in practice and you're like, bring your awareness to your toes. We've been having this conversation. I have not even thought about my toes. Now I can literally <laughs> feel what my toes are feeling like. But so I feel like it's the same with cannabis. You consume and you're like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to have the best sex of my life. Right, right. When you're feeding your mind that your body is now reacting and responding to that. Yes. 
You know, this actually happens to me quite a bit as a runner and someone who enjoys running as a physical practice. But sometimes during my runs, I, if I'm going up a hill, for example, I might find a lot of tension and burning in my ass and in my hamstrings. But the moment that I switch that intention to another area where I want to focus on, for example, if it's my calves, maybe my calves are actually flourishing. It's a little bit of a mental trick to focus in on a part of the body that feels really good. It's thriving and feels strong so that I can actually distribute a little bit of my focus into areas that don't feel as painful. Exactly. And what about fantasies? I mean, I think it's time to get to the juicy stuff. This is the Proho podcast after all. But when you're high, maybe you want to try that fantasy that's been living rent-free in your head or check out that porn category that you've been, you know, a little hesitant to click on, like cuckolding, amateur, BBC, threesome, school teacher, whatever. No judgment here. But that being said, are people more playful during sex when they're high? Maybe they're more daring and open to participating in sexual experiences that aren't their norm or their typical go-to. Yeah. Okay. So I want to touch on imagination first. You know, I think that we've talked... I feel like we've been talking about sex and orgasms with a partner, but like getting high by yourself and then diving into whatever those fantasies are. Maybe you're a porn girl, maybe not, but like just creating that space within self for that exploration. Cannabis has like by far been the best part of that for me. Like toys are great, but integrating both together, it's like a next level experience. So I'm a firm believer of like playing with self and by self and exploring yourself with or without cannabis, right? By yourself. Get to know what you like, how you like it, and then take some of that into the bedroom. And I think that when you're comfortable alone, comfortable enough alone, you'll start to be more comfortable in front of someone else, at least for me. Um, And so I think the same is true for cannabis, like play by yourself first, and then you'll already be a little bit more relaxed about whatever the thing is, especially if it's taboo, because you've already accepted it. Then you can take it to your partner. Like, look, I've already accepted this. It already feels great. Like, let's (laughs) (laughs) like, let's play. We already know what's up. Don't switch it up. I already know A plus B equals C. I've done the research. Well, I'm so glad that you brought us on to the topic of masturbation, my favorite topic. And you guys know I'm coming out with the sex toy. So it's market research. But I am such an advocate for masturbation. It is quite literally the best way to understand how your body is stimulated and not just physically, but mental and emotional stimulation as well it really gives you the confidence to communicate, right? And so for some people, speaking with intention and directness just isn't their sober forte. But once they're high, they may have the gumption and courage to speak their truth. I think this is true for me in a lot of ways as well. Like no matter how much of an expert you think you are, you're still a novice in some ways because your body's always changing and there's so much curiosity and your brain sometimes really just fucking flips on you. But I want to take it back just a little bit and rewind to the initial conversation when we first brought up indica and sativa and hybrid and different strains of marijuana. And I wanted to know if you could advise us, give us your best choices for strains that can specifically affect sexual pleasure. I think for a lot of us who purchase marijuana, whether you're in a legal state or not, don't worry, this is a safe space, but we're used to receiving text messages on WhatsApp or Signal that kind of outlines the different strains and their uses and kind of their properties. Or if you 
you frequent a dispensary, you may see some names like Gelato or OG Kush, but don't really know their effects. So let us know. Yeah. Sativa and indica, while they exist, they don't really exist anymore. There's been so much crossbreeding and just so much mixing of genetics now that it's really hard to find something that is just like a true sativa or a true indica. And so I think that people should look for that's going to be plastered on the packaging, right? Because that's a selling point for things. Um, And so if we are going to go that route, I guess I would say that if you want to have a very fun and exciting sex sesh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then sativa. And if you want to have something that's like a little bit deeper, maybe slower, a little bit more um, body high feeling that I would say indica. Okay. Got it. But I would say, ask about terpenes. Ask like, what do these specific terpenes that are in here, what do they do? Do they cause excitement? Do they cause arousal? Do they calm anxiety? Um, Do they, I don't know, enhance my creativity? And then those feelings that are associated with those terpenes will help you help guide you in a better way. I would say this wasn't the question, but I would say in your like weed sex kit um, to have like a little of everything because you don't know what mood you're going to be in what night, you know? So maybe you have like two or three different strains and you're like, oh yeah, I think that I want to be this girl tonight. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, I've been doing a lot of experimenting myself and I think the winter months were the perfect backdrop to just say, you know what, we're going to get in the lab and really figure out what works for us. So instead of always relying on flour, which is definitely my favorite way to engage with cannabis, I also tried some edible arousal chocolates from this company, 19 which I think is just so genius. And my partner and I actually really enjoyed our sexual experience after taking these chocolates. And we did feel more sensual. And I think whether that was a mind trick, because that's what the packaging said, and that's what the chocolates were intended to do. Both of us really felt more physically connected and and just able to show up as our more authentic selves in a very safe space. And we're also seeing a lot of THC and CBD lubricants on the market. Whether you like it or not, I've kind of, you know, had hit or miss with different brands. But how are you seeing the industry grow in order to meet people where they're at in terms of their preferred modes of ingestion? As far as I know, this is something that's very new. The cannabis industry, cannabis culture is heavily dominated by men, much like sex industry. And so not a lot of heteronormative men are going into dispensaries like, I need something for arousal. You know, because like, I don't feel like they're often focused on that, you know, in the sense that we are, because a lot of times it's hard for us to orgasm. It's hard for us to communicate to our partners about that. And so we are looking for what are the things that are going to make me come? Exactly. Right. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Is it this? Okay. So I think that now that more women are entering the cannabis space, there's a lot more products that are geared to us. You know, there are like certain pain creams now because THC and CBD both can help with pain. So if you have any sort of vaginal pain during intercourse or sometimes before, like there are companies that are creating products for that right now. Um, And really just amazing gummies for women right before, you know, before we engage. And so I think that there's been a shift because there's been a shift of women entering the space. Mm, Yes. Okay. Well, per, because per, 
per and also per because per usual women are the ones always paving the way okay we thank god for being the woman that she is but it's just really interesting because we have viagra but what is the female libido supplement what is going to give us the most grandiose pre-sex stimulation and wetness and lubrication and cannabis is it it's it it. when we asked our community so we posed this question two times and like hundreds of comments and this was the first time we'd ever talked about sex on our page one of the most engaged posts ever hundreds of comments the first and only time i've ever orgasmed was when i was high um when i was high on cannabis it's changed my sex life with my partner so like just raving about it And I think that it might be. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think so, too. I'm so, so, so on the same page with you. And, you know, my latest epiphany is that cannabis before sex actually gives me permission to be more of a passive participant during sex at times and really relish in the act of receiving. And I don't think that's the typical way that I show up during sex necessarily. But when I'm high something clicks in me where I'm just like, you know what, we just gonna lay here and receive and not feel pressure to reciprocate right away. And I think that that's (laughs) totally valid. You know what? That's so profound because I've been reading about feminine energy a lot lately and even like learning to shift my energy to be more feminine because as you said, especially when you own a business, you're often the giver or the aggressor. And it's sometimes hard to take that hat off. What's really interesting about what you said is that cannabis is a feminine plant. What we're smoking is the flower from the female plant. Yes. So we're actually ingesting some of that feminine energy. And she is saying to us, just lay there. (laughs) Just just lay there. It's okay. Just lay a soft life, you know, an easeful life. (laughs) But I do want to know for people who want to get down, maybe they're inspired by this podcast and are trying to get high and fucked tonight. When should you pop the edible? When should you light up the joint? Okay. So the edible situation... I would say pop it 45 minutes to an hour beforehand. Okay. Because edibles can sneak up on you like a long time out. Yes. So that we all have an edible. Do you have an edible story? An edible? Because like <laughs> yes. most people, the first time they take it, they're like, what the fuck? Yes, I- yes. I've been on some edibles where I'm mute. I can't speak. I can't function. I'm in a social setting. I'm paranoid. I'm awkward. Extreme social anxiety. I have, uh, I definitely have those edible stories. Okay. Okay. So with that. I would start a little bit further out just so it has enough time to react with you Mm -hmm. and you have enough time to react with it. Because I think that, you know, if you're mid-sesh and it kicks in and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, what's happening? (laughs) Um, It might be a little intense. And then as far as smoking goes, I would say maybe 20 to 30 minutes beforehand, but but also not as planned out. I feel like it's so much better if that is a part of your foreplay. Like you're smoking, you're listening to music. Exactly. You know, there's some touch going on. So I think incorporate it into foreplay. Yes. Wow. I'm so proud of myself because I'm doing all of the things that Victoria is advising. <laughs> and actually that happened to me during my last podcast experience. You know, my partner and I, we were sitting on the couch watching some comedy special. And then all of a sudden we 
begin melting into one another and getting really heavy, exchanging weight back and forth. You know, he's kind of leaning into me and I'm receiving it and then vice versa. And then, whoa, okay, now we're like intensely making out. And then, wow, okay, okay, okay. Now, now his hand is between my legs. But it was the most natural progression. And you understand why when you read erotica or listen to audio erotica or you're turned on by a film or dancing with someone, the buildup is almost as sweet as the reward, right? So I just really take advantage of the process, I think, when I'm high and just taking it super slow and not being focused on the performance aspect of sex or rushing to any end goal because we know orgasm isn't the end goal. There's a lot of squishy, gushy deliciousness in between. So this person that I just described is someone that I'm very comfortable with. So smoking before sex is a bit of a no brainer for us, but I've also had euphoric high sex with people that I didn't know as well. So how can we approach the small nuances that may occur if, you know, you're not exactly sure how they respond or react to cannabis? It's so interesting and so true because I'm an introverted high. Like okay. When I get high, I don't want to talk to people. Like I just kind of want to vibe out by myself yeah. and maybe to music. And I've been in spaces like platonic spaces as well as like intimate spaces where the other person is not. So I think you have to feel it out. You know what I mean? Right. I know that sounds very simple, but I think feel it out. Like if you know, okay, here's the thing. So sometimes we know that this is about to be a whole date, right? Like, you know, I'm going on a date with this person and I know absolutely afterwards I'm going to go home and fuck them. Yes. Sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. I think if you know that it's going to happen, maybe don't do the cannabis with that person because you don't know how they're going to react, how you're going to react. And if you know that it's just like one in and out, like... Just don't even save yourself that energy exchange, I feel. (laughs) But if it's someone that you want to get to know a little bit better, or maybe it's just like a person that you call often for sex sessions or smoke sessions, like I think that it's okay to over time develop your smoking intimacy and try various ways, you know, like maybe the strain didn't work for them or maybe it didn't work for you, but try another strain. I think like try three times, right? And then see like how things feel. Got it. So third time's the charm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I want to change pace a little bit and into a more serious conversation and definitely trigger warning for this next segment for anyone who is a victim of sexual assault or is a trauma survivor. We are here for you and please don't hesitate to reach out if you want to contribute to this conversation or there's something that came up for you during this moment. But I would like to know, Victoria, if someone has experienced trauma or are the victims of sexual assault, is cannabis a way for women to feel safer in their bodies, return to their bodies as a home and to start to actualize that sex can become a pleasurable experience again. Yeah, definitely. So I um, was sexually assaulted when I was in college by a friend. And I mean, even though it's it was a while ago, it still affects the way that I see myself. It affects the way that um, I express my sexuality. I haven't always been able to. I've been like very afraid to talk or to, to be seen as sexy, even in partnerships, even in relationships. Like I just wasn't the girl that will walk around in lingerie or anything like that. And I'm not the type to wear lingerie or I haven't been the type to wear lingerie. This is something recent within like the past three or four months. And I would like feel very uncomfortable when my partner would initiate sex 
Like it would always bother me. And we've been together for two years now. And it's like, at some point you should get over that. But cannabis has helped bring down some of those walls. It helps me feel a little bit safer with him, even though I feel safe. I don't ever feel like he's going to harm me. But when sex comes up, I'm triggered and cannabis helps me release some of those triggers and a lot of that anxiety and just feel really sexy and feminine and good in my body and not worried about a power struggle, which is kind of what I was experiencing before. Mm, so you're fully giving in to the ease of the partnership and and relying on the trust, at least the mental trust that you had built up with your partner and now allowing your body to follow suit. Well, first, I just want to say thank you, Victoria, for your transparency and vulnerability and for trusting myself and our listeners to share this story because it's incredibly important. And I believe that empathy and storytelling are just, they're my favorite ways to eradicate shame and you're doing just that. So thank you. Thank you so much. This is definitely a full circle moment thinking back to when we discussed the intricacies of the mind and body connection. And if anything, you just proved that it's a little bit more complicated than we think. So being kind with yourself and patient with the process that even when high, it may take you a little bit more time to find your groove, find your safety and return back to your body. But we're on we're on our way. We're getting there. All right, we're back with our last little segment on the ProHo podcast today. So of course, we've been primarily talking about women's arousal and orgasms because that's what we know. (laughs) But I would love to get your perspective on male arousal and how male pleasure is enhanced via cannabis. It does the same thing. Like you're more aroused, you can feel things. I won't say better, but you're just more in tune with the way that things feel. You're more in tune with the moment. Um, I think that sometimes while oftentimes women get anxiety over what we look like, I feel like a lot of times men get this performative anxiety, like, oh, I need to do it like this and let me flipper like this. And I think that once they consume, some of those anxieties calm down and they're just able to move more in flow with a woman's body and less in their head. Oh, did you hear that? We are all insecure. We're all in our heads. We all need to release. We all could benefit from a little bit more marijuana, if I will say so myself. Um, So let's focus less on the performative aspect and actually more on the intentional connection focus, touch and the beautiful experience that does not have to end in orgasm. So before we leave, I would love for Victoria to share some of her favorite resources on where to discover information about different cannabinoids and different strains, how to boost your mood and how to set everything up right and tight for your next sexual experience. So Victoria, please go off. Okay, let me see. So Black Girl Smoke, of course, we talk about sex, but we also talk about cannabis um, in a variety of other ways and other lenses. We talk about moms who have used cannabis during pregnancy, um, after pregnancy, and like what that's done as far as birthing a child. Um, But then there are other spaces. There is uh, a woman of color, Black woman. She owns a company called Humble Bloom, and uh, her name is Solange Burnett, and she does a lot of work specifically with cannabis and sexuality. Like her, her company exists to sort of open up 
these conversations about that. And that's really beautiful. Um, I think that if you want to learn more about terpenes, Leafly is a really good space to go just to learn about what this strain does and how it can help. And people leave real-time reviews. So you can probably just search orgasm and a lot of different strains will come up and you'll have real-time reviews. (laughs) Real-time. They're like, I just came. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what though? But Reddit also. I know this sounds silly, but like Reddit communities like they offer a lot of like information when it comes to cannabis and sex now here's the thing i don't know if this is tmi but (laughs) never so when you smoke you also get cotton mouth yes oh my gosh yes and so sucking dick is hard literally crack myself up on the on these episodes it brings me so much joy and with that we're bringing it to a close and victoria just let us know where we can find you and stay in touch with black girl smoke um so we are across social platforms at black girl smoke um you can go to our website we have a lot of articles just about cannabis and feminism and creativity and anything and everything that has to do with women we you know our lens is through the lens of a black woman but if you are a woman identifying, you'll find some sort of knowledge um, that can probably assist you in your cannabis journey on our site. And then we also have a really fun Geneva community where we have high girl link ups. Um, we share different information about strains. We test out new cannabis products before they hit the shelves. Um, and so if you're interested in like diving deeper into your can of curiosity, like for sure, join our high girl community there. You heard it here on the ProHo podcast. Make sure you support our girl, Victoria, over at Black Girl Smoke. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and we will see you next week. Peace.